You guys ever do IG live? Guys, I did it once. It's so it's so I ratchet. Think me too. I did it. I <laughs> it's did it so once. ratchet what I did, guys. What'd you do? Okay, it was in 2017. I went to Rolling Loud in Miami and I was like in the beach, like I was in the water with my friend. Like we were in the water at the beach. Oh no, maybe it was in Jamaica. I can't remember. It was one of those vacations. Maybe I did it at both vacations. I don't remember. But I went on live and I was like, I'm at the beach, guys. What's up? And I was That's like, and I was like turning up, but it was so disgusting. Like, I don't know why. I don't know how, like why I was confident enough to do was that. Was it your first time on the beach? Yeah, actually it was. Yeah. Okay. Then it makes a bit more sense. Yeah. And I, like, I had never gone to like a Quebec beach either. It was like literally my actual first time on a beach ever. Okay, yeah, then it makes sense. So I was like, I'm on the fucking beat. Like, I was turning up. It was like, it was crazy. Yeah, it's as if you're on a different planet or something. Yeah, bro. But that was the only time I ever went live. <laughs> but maybe I I'll think do it was with uh, the Amazon seller once. Like, he put me on his live and we talked. Oh, for, you're like, right. Like, oh, minutes. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Like, he, like, he, like, you, he, like, shared your screen or something. Yeah, it was me, Miles, and uh, Garrett. His name is, I think. All no way, it was Miles and Garrett? Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny because now that we know them like so much more, like we know them so well now that like yeah. I can't, I don't even remember it being them. That's so cute. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Holy shit. Shout out to Miles and Garrett. Oh, what are your Amazon sales at today, guys? I actually have like a somewhat decent day, I think. Let me check. I'm at 740. 740? Mm-hmm. I'm at 364. Sheesh. Amazon is really the goat. 102. 102. 102. Okay. Yeah, 102. And I keep forgetting, like, you sh- do you share your account with your mom or she has her own account? No, we have two separate accounts. Okay, okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah. We had to, like, I find, like, my issue right now is, like, if you have time or lack of money, like, one or two, like, yeah. like, when things are rolling, I run out inventory, and then after, like, like, or all that shit back, like, it, like, doesn't give me, like, enough, like, consistency to, like, scale up my, my shit faster. Yeah. I me, mean, it's just capital. Like, it's always been my issue. Like, it's just capital for me. <laughs> I, I, I need, need to take loans. a long yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm literally down to like i'm i'm seriously considering it because that would help me like expand my business so much more maybe we should try like you can take a little loan to start to see how it will go yeah over. like just like 5k or 10k or something yeah i could do that however much money in the bank you already have you can take a little like half of what you already mm. have so, so you have 10k you do a 5k loan because you'll be able to pay it back no matter what happens and yeah facts no but like i trust amazon so much to the point that like i wouldn't be afraid to take 10k and just yeah 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 100 so but i'm know. just talking in terms of your first experience with a loan yeah yeah facts no fuck your loan bro you get a business line of credit but that's what that's what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah Ugh, I miss working at the bank for the good interest rates. That's the only thing I miss. Yo, no I'm looking. I'm looking at buying a place right now, and self-employed is not it when you're trying to buy a house, bro. Yep. Yo, this is not the the way. Is is the equivalent of being like broke? Yeah, 
yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do right now either. I'm going to go rent for a bit or try to buy a house quick. I don't know. Honestly, like... No, you get a... I like, rent- I like renting. Even though I hate it sometimes, I like renting. I was waiting that, to see Charles' reaction. Don't ever say that, don't ever say that around me. Not saying <laughs> we're renting, but if you have the option to buy... buy I have so a question, like, though. I have a question. If... Yeah. Since I'm self-employed and I can deduct like a lot of my rent as business expense for my office, can I do that with a mortgage? Because I know you can do interest only, but like I can, like what can you deduct as business expense? Uh, yeah, you could do interest only and you'll be able to, let's say if you have a room in the home, whatever, you could deduct that square footage mm-hmm. as like uh, as business expense. Okay. It won't be the full house, but it'll be the actual space that you use at your office okay but i have a question what if i wanted to live in like a really nice condo <laughs> for the purposes of like just having a nice place versus buying a house that's not as nice like like and and my my argument is that well i can basically deduct like one third of the rent as business expense mm-hmm. what would be your response to that <laughs> but you can do that so if you own the get, property I, too there you go there you go really? you have more deductibles there. yeah of course Ah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, more deductibles. Okay. Like for me, I gotta say, well, I'll say it offline so CRA doesn't come my ass. <laughs> but if you own the investment property and you own an Amazon business, I'll just say that you have a lot of tax advantages. Okay. Keep that, that. Good to know. I'll keep that. that. Yeah, for sure. Me, the one thing I'm struggling with is the car. Like, I don't know how to put my car on oh, the business. No. It's so easy. You're sourcing for inventory at the grocery store or like you say get get to f late and then whatever you do sourcing climb meaning etc do you need to be incorporated to have an f plate or like if can you do it as sole proprietor no. yeah sole proprietorship you can able to do so also okay cool. so just pay a bit more but it all depends on how you want to structure your shit but uh you could do it as a solar solopreneur and just go that way we need to count down the show because i need a i want to buy a new start- car should we start getting guests on the show? Yeah, I think yeah, if, I think if it fall, I think if it falls to the right person, like I was telling Sasha, there's this guy that we know who sells on Amazon, and he was talking about being on podcasts. Oh and yeah, maybe we can get him on. I don't Charles, know. you know who we should get? Um, Bird Real Estate. Woo! I was talking to my man today about him coming on the podcast I I told him too. I told him too. It's the guy that, that keeps. He keeps sharing posts. Like I just know him from Twitter. Like we've been following each other for so long. I, I never met you know, him. In real life. Do you know him truth. like personally? No, shout out to the internet, bro. I told you. Yeah. If your network equals your net, equals yeah. your network. You know I thought I, he was your friend because he. Internet. I thought he was like your friend, but me, I know him from Twitter. Like, like he's been part of Montreal Twitter. That's like that's how Not I know of him. You see, like people, especially like you find people on the internet who speak the same language. You. Yeah, find a mutual respect, and then afterwards you just build like I never met him in person. Like, try to like potentially like meet up in person like this time soon. But he is somebody who is impressive. I don't use that word often, but he has a lot yeah. of knowledge for his age about like Airbnb, especially. So for people who don't have the capital to buy multifamilies, potentially look at Airbnb to be a potential option to go into real estate. But I'll leave it up to him to like really get nice. to it and like. 
Yeah, because there's so much stuff that I don't even know. Like, I don't even know anything yeah. about any of this. <laughs> you know, as long as we, at the end of the day, for me, like, I'm going to be selfish. As long as we get people on the podcast where I mean, both take notes. And, like, yeah, for sure. Learn, yeah, like, uh, where, like, people can actually learn something from them. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, guys, yeah. we still have the spreadsheet yeah. of, like, we have a spreadsheet. I don't know if you guys ever wrote anything in it but i, I remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and like i have we have all of the names there like we have a lot of people that we could potentially get but we pr- we should wait a little bit maybe longer i don't know yeah yeah, yeah for sure I think. but we could do well, we, yo, could we could do like zoom right? yo we we're could do zoom one oh, did we because... did we hit 100 we hit 100 today <gasps> no way 100 today let's go um... yeah we should do um because like as much as like we would like to wait until we have um like an actual office like some people would actually prefer to do it by zoom too so yeah of course i'm sure people would prefer to do it by zoom yeah like we could do we could do some by zoom and oh guys you know what we should do we should put like a post or like a q a like guess you guys want to see on the podcast yeah that's a good idea and then like i'll just add to the spreadsheet that we already have Yeah. yeah yeah for sure Damn, I just hit a K for sales. Oh, I just sold go. something. Yeah, Yo, Amazon is really... Casual, casual. casual. Nah, yo, Amazon is really like crazy, 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 crazy when you when you really think about it. Yeah, it really is. You Chris, like, posted something yesterday and you were like, this is the only business where like, or like you can sell 500K in sales and not yeah, yeah. To pay for ads. And it's like, that really makes you think like, wow, it's fucking true. Yeah. I saw yeah the no. views on my products like there's five hundred thousand people looking at my products and you've never spent a single dollar in advertising, that's why you pay Amazon fees like that's the reason why you mm-hmm. pay fees because to get but that I sort of question, traffic guys. yeah go ahead. Would you think like holds people back from like going to Amazon every because like for me like every guy, every day I see you guys talk about it, I'm like it makes too much sense not to go into it to like actually put a bit of capital. Just to test it out, like such as that, she put five hundred dollars, and like was able to quit from like the five. So, what do you think is like one of the main roadblocks for people not to be able to understand like the concept or not to get into it like seriously? Yeah, do people think it's a scam? Like I don't know, cause I'm I'm doing it, so I have no idea. I just want I an think outside so, perspective. Yeah. Do people yeah. that we know like still think it's a scam or something? Do they think like it's? A I think people scam? just don't understand. Maybe they don't think it's a scam, but they just still don't really understand because. If you say like, yeah, I'm selling stuff on Amazon, people are like, well, what are you selling? And like, it's like people to this day that I've known for like the past two years who I've talked a little bit about it, they still don't fully understand how it actually works. (laughs) So I think it's just that there's so many details and like so many things like the like no one understands the actual logistics of like how you actually get your stuff to Amazon. So like people are kind of hesitant because they're like, well, how do the how does that how does that even work? I think that's why. Shout out to you. You explained it really well in your YouTube video. Yeah, that's literally, mm-hmm. literally why I made that YouTube video because drop the link. <laughs> I'll link it down below. But that's why I made that YouTube video because, like, when I do like free free consultations with people, like I I I that's how I've started to realize like a lot of people don't really understand what it is that we're doing, and it's like in those calls I'm able to explain it. So what I did in the in the YouTube video was kind of like what I do in the calls which is where like I kind of explain what to expect with this business how the logistics work what tasks you're expected to do how much money you need to invest stuff like that and I so I think if someone really fully watches that video I like what I was what my goal was is that they can hopefully understand <laughs> better what it is that we do but 
it's true like i think people just i don't know either they, either they think it's a scam or they just don't understand that's what i, I think, think even the concept of social media has fucked how people think of businesses because one of the questions we get the most is will i be profitable in one month like will i make profit in one mm, month you're bro right. name me any corner store any shop like that you would open physically and be profitable the first month there, like it's yeah it doesn't <laughs> exist and, and yes you can do it with amazon i was profitable my first month but if you're focusing on profits like if that's i don't know like you're focusing on the wrong things in the beginning you you could be profitable the first month but also you could not be profitable for the first three months four months it's, it depends on you like the depends i think on everyone is a little profitable in. in the beginning like everyone that i've worked yeah, with yeah. Least, yeah. like we all are profitable from the from the first month but it's like because you're paying off so many things in the beginning or not so many things but you're paying off most yeah. of the softwares and stuff it's like you made 20 bucks your first but it's month. like <laughs> what previous business could you do like other than reselling which is what we do there is no business legit business that you can open and be profitable within a month it's true. I don't get wh- where this notion comes from that people, that's the question that they're asking. Like, don't, you shouldn't be focusing on profits if you really want to build a business. If you look at any business person, any people that we know, all the famous businessmen, they, were, they weren't trying to be profitable the first month. They were trying to create something Like to long-term. build an actual Yeah, solution. they were trying to build yeah. something of value. And that, you can't do that in a month. Yeah. So, bro, you can make a profit by just buying a pack of water and then going to sell each bottle for a dollar. Like, you can make profit that way, but is that a sustainable business? Mm-hmm. No, bro. Like, like you can't so, do that at scale, with, whereas with Amazon, you, but, you can. There you go. Yeah, Amazon is you so see, easy to scale. Like, yo, it's crazy because yeah. you, you have the entire country at your fingertips. Yeah, literally. If and not to the entire right. continent, because you have Mexico and you have the US as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think people don't think big enough. Like, so I should mention the point like, of scaling. I think people are so quick to say, let me have an extra $100 that you forget that by waiting and reinvesting those profits and like putting more energy into like sustaining that business, that you could potentially go to $1,000 a month, $500. 700 etc but so many people are just focused on trying to get rich in like 30 days that if they get that yeah. the longer you reinvest you might not have the results right away but you'll have a bigger payday down the road it's so true and you know what i've had i've had some free calls with people where like i tell them this because I'm, I'm i'm always very transparent i'm not going to accept someone into my coaching without telling them that like you need to reinvest your profits for at least one year and sometimes when i tell people this they they like they get so shocked they're like because like they expect it to be able for them to be able to like spend that money mm-hmm. in in one month and i'm like that's not how it works if you go i tell them if you google how long how long should i reinvest my profits in a business it's going to say at least one year or, or more than that, actually, because yeah. I think it's like restaurant businesses that I, I, I had read about it. Like it takes uh, apparently on average restaurant businesses are, it takes them three to four years until they actually yeah, become Yeah, bro. Like, yo, like that's, that's fucking crazy. And Amazon so like, it's crazy. People like they, they, like some people, th- I think because how of how easy it is to make sales, 
people often think like, oh, I can make thousands of dollars tomorrow. And that's why they think like, oh, it's a scam because I didn't make thousands of dollars in one month. But it's just because of the way that the sales come so easily. Like you can make a sale so easily on Amazon. The hard part is actually scaling it up and being patient enough to reinvest your money and to keep that money in there and to let it grow into an actual store, not just you selling one thing. And that's where a lot of people struggle. Like making sales is fucking easy, like unbelievable, like unbelievably easy. But it's the scaling part that most people struggle with because they're just not patient enough, I guess. And yeah. I think that's that's no, but you mentioned uh, you mentioned a good point, and it's like I remember you guys telling me this. I haven't touched one dollar from my Amazon business. I haven't touched one dollar from my investment properties. Everything, and you know, like I'm going on year three of like real estate. I haven't touched one dollar to use for my personal needs. That's amazing. Um, Amazon too. Like at the end of the day, people have to realize: Do you want to have an extra hundred dollars per month? That's okay. Or do you want to have that big cash out where you're able to say, "I'm gonna have." 3,000, 2,000, et cetera, two, three years from now, and that's sustainable every single month, and then you decide what you want to do with that money. But that $200 that you're contemplating or spending or not could be bought for buying more inventory and helping you scale faster. So I think people need just to evaluate their priorities and also calculate how much passive income you need compared to active income. If your goal is to have passive income, yes, like Sasha said, making sales is super easy, but Scaling it where you're able to say you have X amount of sales per day, per week, et cetera. That's why it gets tricky. That's why you need yeah. a lot of capital to keep the, the ball rolling. It's because people think in a short-term mindset, they're like, I need money by in two months. Like no one wants to wait a year or two until they can actually touch profits. Like people just don't want that. And I think it takes a lot of like patience and discipline for somebody to not (laughs) touch their profits like at least for me I'm somebody who loves to spend money so like I'm for me it was really it's really hard to not touch my profits you know but I think for you guys it's maybe a bit easier but me or maybe not I don't know but at least for Chris I know for sure it's not it's a bit easier for him but for me like I've always struggled with this but you have to think of a mindset mentality of like basically what I do is I think of the Amazon sellers that I know that are selling millions of sales per month and I'm like that's literally what I want to become and I won't become that if I'm touching my profits every month you know what I mean yeah and literally those people also it's not like they're taking money out to buy dumb shit they're taking money out from their Amazon business to buy assets stocks real estate exactly. like you yeah. see they they talk about it so yeah that's- I don't know I don't know I don't know where it comes from it's it's so interesting because People want different things. Some people just don't want a business. Some people aren't interested in having a business, which is fine. Yeah, like, like and some people that I know personally who like are <laughs> who are interested in in like or like they want extra money, but they're like again yeah, they they're, don't want to do again that. they're thinking short term, but they're also like they saw what I went through for the first six months of my business, and they're like I'm not fucking doing that. So it's also just because it's like no one wants to have a bunch of boxes lying around their house, you know? Like it's it, it was a lot of work in the beginning, like. I'm not going to lie, you know, like for me, it was like, for me, it was just the prepping and shipping that I didn't like, but, (laughs) but for me, like that was a lot of work. And like, like sometimes I forget that that's what I had to do to even get here today, you know, Mm -hmm. and like a lot of people are not willing to, or like a lot of people will see what I'm doing today. They see me on my computer chilling, you know, like it looks like I'm chilling on my computer, but like, it's because all of my work now is 100% from my computer, but 
people fail to realize that like it took me a good six months of working with boxes and like lifting heavy boxes 300 units per shipment to even get to where I am today so people like I don't know they see me on my computer thinking oh it's easy money I'm gonna make 100k like (laughs) by tomorrow and like that's what they that's their perception of it but then when you tell them like oh it's a long-term business you're you need to keep profits in da 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 they're like oh fuck (laughs) I don't want to do this I think that's where the disconnect is I'm just annoyed annoyed. (laughs) like the U.S. is officially in a recession people can afford to even take a dump properly and like you have people wanting to have a nice card have a supermodel wife and you're not willing to fucking put in six months of work and minimum we're not saying to have like five years planned but at least putting six months of work or stacking up your money to be in the position where you're able to actually take care of your family or your expenses like it's not like people feel to realize that like before like when my grandpa used to be like younger you got like one job and be sustainable for the rest of your life you don't have it it's not optional not to have an extra system income and yes. it's like i know people don't want to have a business but it's like and like one of the beauty about amazon is that you decide what type of business you want if you want to have a six-figure business it's available for you if you want to have that's true an extra hundred dollars per month it's available for you but this notion that you have to like suffer this and that yes it's true that you need to suffer but it's like that's the point of life i rather suffer making sure i put more money in my pocket than suffer because i'm lazy i'm staying on my ass and i'm waiting for the government to give me a check yeah. like that's the biggest struggle and like even for me now it's one year later or one year two months and now i'm in the process like automating all my things like i used to have to like stay up till like 2 a.m do my boxes etc so at the end of the day it's it comes to a point where you have to choose the struggle and decide how hard you want life to be or how easy you want life to be. Yeah. Like Chris said, maybe one business or one investment or one uh, purchase that just goes from zero to 100 in like 30 days. You have to flourish it. You have to nurture it. And you have to let it grow. And naturally, it's going to take a course for you to be able to see the results afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a baby. You have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Like It's literally like having a, a child. Like your business becomes it's true. the thing that you have to take care of for a year, two, three, four years until it's able to basically walk on its own. And then eventually in the future, it can take care of you. But uh, you know, in the beginning, I was, I still am to this day a, a bit less, but I need to find that again. But in the beginning, bro, I was obsessed. Like Amazon was all I was doing and that's the that's what made it work bro if you can do something and that makes you forget to eat like you forget to eat and like that that's how you know you'll be successful it's like when you do something and it feels like you're on a drug like you've taken Adderall or something and so maybe for some people Amazon doesn't give them that for people who are like resellers at heart Amazon would give you that feeling. And so you would spend all your time like on Amazon. But for some people, that feeling that never comes. And if that feeling doesn't come typically in a business, you'll probably probably let it go and give it up. Like, Because if you think about it, you or you, Sasha, whatever, there's things that you've done in your life that you guys were doing 
probably without anyone telling you to do it or like can you guys relate to what i'm saying in terms of like forgetting to eat like when you're deep focused into like one thing like youtube sasha for you the videos that you're making actually you know what like i was about to say like i i love food way too much to do that to do that but actually yesterday <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> no because i was gonna say like you guys don't like you don't need to starve to be successful but i understand no, what that's you're saying. not what i'm saying that's not what I'm, that's not what i'm saying <laughs> no i know i know but but i'm like it's actually relatable because literally yesterday i was filming my youtube video and i literally went the whole morning until like 2 p.m because i was like i'm making this video like I, I recorded the video i edited it and i posted it all in the same day and i was like i finished everything at like 2 p.m and i was like basically by 2 p.m i was like oh shit i have not eaten today <laughs> and mm -hmm. like i didn't even feel the time or the hunger pass because i was just like so yeah, but... like involved in it and like i, I just want to emphasize what chris was saying and also what you were saying charlie like you don't necessarily need to like suffer to like do it or to like i don't know like it doesn't have to be that way for me what i saw amazon as like i actually enjoyed doing it no, yeah, i'm not saying suffering. that there weren't struggles like it i did have to be very disciplined and like focus and stuff and you you do have to be obsessed and like want it to work because if you're not obviously what the hell's the point but also it's like for me the way that i saw it was like i tried so many different things in my life i've tried so many different businesses and i got to a point where i was like what the hell am i going to do with my life because i keep trying things and then just like quitting them because it becomes too mm -hmm. hard or i realize i don't like it or just random reasons like i struggled a lot with like being like oh am i going to go into the beauty like area or am i going to go into fitness am i going to go like i struggled picking like a niche all my, my my whole entire life um and so when i saw amazon chris told me about it and i was like holy shit this makes a lot of sense because i don't need to pick a niche <laughs> and as someone who like struggles with like choosing something or committing to things like amazon takes that all of that stress away from me because it's like i just sell whatever is popular i sell whatever there is yeah. and eventually you can sell like niched items you can sell toys you can sell I, i've been selling a lot of beauty products and i actually mm -hmm. it's making me enjoy my business a bit more because like it's stuff that i like doing so it kind of makes me like it a bit more but i like the fact that i don't have to choose a specific niche so i kind of saw amazon as like a stepping stone of like I can just make money, build a business, gain experience of being like self-employed, having a business, blah, blah, blah. And eventually one day, if I want to make my own private label products, because I want to make, I, like, I still have that dream inside of me of like wanting to make my own products. And this is the best way to kind of like start getting yourself into e-commerce. And so that's what I kind of saw it as. I was like, I'm going to start by doing this and I'm two, I'm two years in and I'm not ready to stop, you know, like I'm not even ready to do private label. I don't even know if I even want to do private label, but um, that's how I saw it when I first started was kind of like it's a stepping stone of like just starting a business without me having to commit to something and that's what I loved about it is like if you have no passion you have no specific niche you just don't know what you want to do with your life you can do this and it will work for you without you having to you know like create anything specific or like make it make it into a specific niche basically is what I'm saying and yeah. so that's what I liked about it personally a hundred percent and like you mentioned a great point and i think it went over people said is like if you don't have a specific goal in mind or a specific niche that you want to accomplish in life that's okay like at the end of the day amazon's probably the most recession-proof business that you have and like sometimes it could just be as simple as that yeah. you know at the end of the day we saw the pandemic we had the uprise and now we're seeing the downfall 
what all makes still making sales and it's like does your strategy have to change for what you're buying absolutely but at the end of the day if you want to be in the best position to take care of your family you'll need to have investments you'll need to have crypto you'll need to have e-commerce but i think that too you could start backwards and just start with the e-commerce and like delegate things afterwards where it's just like chris says all the time you just like a convenience store that could be a part of one aspect of your life and you can have a whole separate life mm-hmm. outside of Amazon and do different things as well. But it's a great stepping stone to know how to hire, what to look for, how to manage situations, customer complaints. So it's really, I want to say university for like business, but it could be looked at way, as that way, you know, and like really a good oh, way yeah. to, for you to learn all the skills that you need for you to venture out and then do it on your own, for your own benefit as well. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not like a no string attached like relationship. <laughs> like, if you think about it that way, it's like, it's it, literally, it's like, legit like literally. That. And also, like, if you want to do, if you want to do wholesale too, or like, if you want to do, like, I was saying, private label or anything, like, if you want to do anything in the e commerce space, it's a really, really great place to start. And you don't, literally, it's no strings attached because, like, you're not like you're not making a logo you're not posting about this on your on your instagram like (laughs) you're just selling stuff that people are already buying Mm -hmm. and it's as simple as that obviously there's more details but it's like it's a very simple concept and yeah like i said if you don't know what you want to do with your life and you struggled all your life going back and forth trying things and like nothing really worked like just suck it up and do something that is no strings attached or (laughs) that's simple like amazon that doesn't require you creating anything or choosing a specific niche yeah i've been i've been thinking about this recently like i want to make on my stories or i don't know how i'm going to do it but i just literally want to show people how everything that that i do just like on a story quick like just from a to z like this is how i find products this is the product i found i can buy it here i can sell it there and because it's so simple like i don't understand yeah i've started showing all my stories like whenever i restock my products i'm trying to show like the margins of my products and like i buy this product from ikea or i buy this product from sephora and this is how much i buy it for this is how much i sell it for because people like like i was saying before people don't really understand like people still don't understand understand and so like when i put it when i put it into perspective of like where i'm buying it from and like what are the margins Mm -hmm. and everything it makes people understand more of like wow this is actually possible because a lot of people are like a lot of people that like see the business and they're like okay cool but then they think oh they're not actually making profit because why would someone go to amazon and buy something for 40 bucks when they can buy it from the store at regular price 20 bucks but you'd be super surprised to know that a lot of listings on Amazon are priced a people lot higher. Bro, it's like the only, the only, bro, people are living off of Amazon. A lot of people like me, you, yeah. Sasha, we're living off of Amazon. How would I be living off of Amazon if exactly. it didn't make profit? Like, exactly. Yeah. And, no, um, but you see, and like, I'll, Okay, go ahead, no, I was just going to say like people love the convenience of Amazon. So people are willing to buy from Amazon and they're willing to spend more. And I know this because I'm one of those people who <laughs> unfortunately doesn't price check all the time. So if I see something on Amazon and I'm like, okay, cool, it's 40 bucks, I'll buy it, you know, but like, yeah. and it's a bad habit. It's a bad habit. And like, I've obviously been better since doing this, but it's like people like that who are too lazy to go check, to go price check 
people who want the convenience of being like, oh, I'm going to buy something from Amazon. So let me just add something else that I need to the cart. And even if it's Mm. 10 bucks more, whatever, it'll be easier because I don't have to go to the store. And that's why we're able to make profit. Mm -hmm. No, I'll I'll just say this to like wrap it up because especially like me being the guy who has like nine to five and like seeing you guys go ahead really from uh, the beginning essentially. Like, I think a lot of people are just afraid to ask. Like, at the end of the day, it's just, I won't say ego thing, but I think it's just not wanting to feel like you're lacking in life. And, like, yeah. for me, it took, uh, yeah. I, it didn't take a while, but I, I let Chris do his thing. And, like, when he was thinking, he was accepting, like, clients or not, like, students, et cetera. Like, for me, I jumped on the opportunity because it's like when you see somebody from the same realm, same possibilities reach a certain scale, you have two options. You either watch and you stay on the sidelines or you get curious and you ask the proper question. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, the same people that watch your stories, every single time you post a story, won't mm-hmm. have the the guts to ask the question of how do I get in or how does this work? I think yeah, people are so proud. quick to, yeah, I think they're too proud. So they'll say, okay, I'll take the information that he's giving me or she's giving me. I'll go on YouTube to try to figure it out. And then they and won't then figure it out. Way, so, exactly. So just, asking this proper question, paying the price that you have to pay and then doing it and then scaling that way. Facts. Facts. And also like, so like imagine like, you know, somebody and like they're doing a business and like whatever, like that's their thing, you know? And so like, I think a lot of people are like, they like they feel weird being like, like they feel like they're copying someone, you know? Like I, feel, I think a lot of people yeah. have that where they're like, they're too proud to like try something that someone else is doing because they're like oh well she did it first so I don't want to look like the one that copied her and like Mm -hmm. did it afterwards so I think that's another thing too and I'm guilty of this too like when I see people doing some things and I'm like shit I should have done that or whatever and like I mean maybe I'm not maybe I'm not like that anymore but like I know that I used to be like this where like I would be like too too like I wouldn't want to be the one that's copying someone or like you know stealing their whatever their thing so i think that that that's also something as well that people probably do yeah i agree with that but at the end of the day you could go to your local grocery store and see how many boxes cereal are stacked against each other how many pieces of bread milk etc at the end of the day competition is competition and i want to say the more the merrier but at the end of the day everybody has business ends up being the same thing you know like is it different in certain ways yes but essentially the underlying patterns remain the same so at the end of the day if you're able just to ask a proper question you'll be able to learn business on, on its own apply to something else and so forth and so on so at the end of the day people just have to shoot a shot and ask the proper question or surround themselves with the proper people to be able to facilitate a relationship to learn more and or just pay the fucking price how about that just, <laughs> you know, just be willing to learn be coachable be willing to like just be willing to be a student and you'll learn a lot of great things in life and you'll be able to accelerate your life that way because if you're too proud to do that then you're not going to go anywhere you're just going to stay in the, at the same level forever basically you have to learn you have to be able to put yourself in the position of being the student again and when we say anyone can do this like i was on a zoom meeting today with someone from pakistan and he's he lives in pakistan and he's selling on the us buying from the us selling on in the us he has a prep center. So there's people outside of North America doing this in North America. 
Facts. And it's like, bro, like everyone, anyone can do this. And it's crazy because I feel like also sometimes people think it's a scam because so many people are promoting it. So, yeah. but yeah, fine. Yeah, because like if if I talk about it, it's like, why are you talking about it if you're making so much money? Uh, okay, why, okay. why are you why are you trying to tell everyone? Yeah. But this changed my life to a point where it's like, it fixed my hatred for my nine to five. It let me quit my nine to five. And I know a lot of people are in the exact same situation that I was in two years ago. And so if I did it, I feel like it's, I don't know, it's not like my responsibility, but I feel that if I can help someone do what I did in any way, then it's like, I'll do it. And of course, for me, it's like, yeah, you start charging for these things, but As you I should. don't know. But that's more to do with my time and like how much it takes from my time. But also mm-hmm. the free information that Sasha is giving on YouTube, like the free Fuck. information that we give on Twitter, all these things. And just, just yeah, promoting it, just talking about it and making it more public, making it more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, accessible. Accessible. Yeah. Or like making it more uh, like people making people aware or something. Yeah, yeah, making people aware, like spreading awareness. Yeah, about mm. that you can change your life, and it's as simple as just selling on Amazon. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for me, for me, it goes back to what I was saying, where like I felt so lost, like my whole life working shitty jobs that I hated. I dropped out of school, so like picture me, like I had no degree. I was I dropped out of school because I was like, this is not working for me. I went to makeup school. I spent like five k on a makeup program that I didn't even use. Like I, <laughs> I did a lot. I made a lot of like mistakes in my life of like spending money on things. Like I've spent so much money on like courses and stuff that like I never ended up using, and so. I've gone basically until I was like 23, not really knowing what I wanted to do because I was like just trying so many things and not becoming successful with them. So like for me to like going my whole life, feeling kind of lost and feeling like cheated by the system. Cause I was like, I, I didn't go to school. I didn't, I couldn't find a, like a degree that I wanted to do. I felt like I, I actually felt cheated. I was like, why am I working shitty jobs that I hate? Why, like, why can't I go to school in something that I actually want to get? Like I couldn't, a program there was no programs that I wanted to do so I just felt so like lost and like not really I just didn't feel like I fit into what was supposed to be happening and so that's what that was my experience and so when I started doing Amazon I was like this is something that works like because you can make sales so quickly I was like this is something that works and we could see that it worked from the moment that we made our our first couple of sales then it's Mm -hmm. just a matter of scaling it and that's what that's what made me like so attracted to it and that's what made me like stick with it and so that was my story like I didn't hate my night I mean I didn't maybe I didn't hate my nine to five as much as Chris but like I I still did but it was more that I just wanted to have something that I was doing that was mine like I've always wanted to have a business and that's just always been a dream of mine and I just never knew like what direction to go into. I felt, I've always felt very lost. And so once I found Amazon and I felt like I had something, I was like, like, I just started posting about it on Twitter. And this is because I found money Twitter and money Twitter was basically everyone posting like a bunch of like ways that they were making money and just being surrounded by a network of people that are trying to better their life make money, do all these things. I went from Montreal Twitter, which is like people talking shit about each other to 
money Twitter. Like I, I muted everyone from Montreal Twitter and I just like, I followed a bunch of money Twitter people. And then I started posting about Amazon and then like so many people started reaching out to me being like, Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. What is this? Blah, blah, blah. And so that's kind of like how it happened for me. But it was like, just being able to like maybe help someone find direction in their life because that's what I always struggled with like that's what makes me happy when I'm able to like get someone involved into Amazon that's what makes me happy to do it um at least for me that's what that was like what my journey looked like and that's what makes me happy to share it no it's true because it's like you post about these things online and then you get people asking you about it and they want to get involved they want to start um so it's like an opportunity for you to help these people but also it's it takes time away from your business to do that yeah and so i don't know yeah I, i feel like it's having coaches it's such a good thing but i feel like there's a lot of um, bad press that yeah like coaches get cuz a lot of people they go through the course or whatever they do the thing or they think they did the thing and then it doesn't work for them and so then they you know they can blame the person or the the they can blame amazon like it doesn't work yeah but if it's worked for us and it's worked for a lot of our students yeah. and it, it just does work but you have to be ready to take responsibility for yeah. your actions it's like when personal trainers say like if if the coach like prescribes you a meal plan and like a workout plan and you don't follow it you can't you're like you can't blame the coach for not it's the same thing yeah. you know doing their job because they provided you with what works the plan that works you didn't follow it so you, you need to take accountability of like are you doing what you're supposed to be doing to make sure that this works and if you're not then you need to question what am i doing wrong what am i lacking what what haven't i done and maybe you'll find the answer of how you yeah. can become successful if you ask yourself those questions do i do you guys want to go through like the questions since we have like literally a thousand amazon questions <laughs> yeah for sure while we're yeah, while we're fun. on the topic like, like but I think we t- we're talking about Amazon because the questions were all Amazon. Yeah, we started like, yeah, we started the episode into an Amazon episode because we got so many questions. So guys, we wanted to do like um, a question. If you guys saw our stories, we wanted to do like a, a Q&A segment for this episode. And we had wrote like, oh, business, relationships, whatever. But I basically got all Amazon questions. <laughs> yeah, it's all Amazon questions. Anyway. And even like you guys got Amazon questions. So why don't we do the Amazon questions first and then we can like go off into the other questions too. Um, okay, cool. So we'll start off. How much do you spend on overhead costs monthly for your Amazon business? Oh, good question. I, I can literally go check. Right yeah, Chris, now. you take this one away. <laughs> but uh, so in the beginning, I think there's a few softwares. Two there's just are, two softwares. Plus you have to pay for important. your Amazon account. Yeah. Those are pretty much, it's about 150 bucks per month, but you don't need to pay for these softwares every month. You can like pay for them only when you really need inventory. So there are ways to like be smart about it, but. Ooh, gem. (laughs) Oh, it's true. That's true. Yeah. So you can do that. But, um, I'd say like to be, to be like the normal amount about 150 per month for the softwares. Yeah. 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 So 150 for the softwares and then Canadian dollars, by the way. Canadian dollars and then your Amazon account, which is let's say I included that. I included that. It's 30 for the Amazon account. Oh, you're right. Maybe it's a bit more. It's it's gonna be a bit more. Let's say $180. 
Yeah. So yeah, $130, th those are the ones that you need to start. And technically, you could go without tactical arbitrage. That's the most expensive one. So Check out my could, video on how to find products for free. Yeah, you, you could. Uh, so if it's $89, let's take $100 out. It's like $80 to start selling on Amazon, really, like if you want to cheap it out. Yeah. yeah and thanks. so if you fail to make that $80 back, that's really on you because there's so many opportunities there's so many products and that's what i wanted to post on my stories i want to like post just how many products there you are really should. there's so many like me and sasha we started at the same time and at the beginning we were like okay we're not gonna get into each other's products uh, like we said that like that way there's not gonna be you know any any issues but we found that just organically we never got into each other's products like, like we, it, it happened never, like once. It happened literally. Twice. We can count, yeah, on our hands how many times it happened. Yeah. That's because there were I think so a good many two or different three products. Max. Like in the yeah. past two years, really not a lot. Because there's so many different products that are being sold for profit on Amazon right now. Yeah. It's like it's not even funny. And, and we learned at the same time, so I'm sure we were using some of the same methods. We yeah, were yeah, one hundred percent. We were sourcing at the exact same time, and like we still managed to not on overlap each software. other on the same products. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, so yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, the, the overhead, overhead cost. Uh, cost. But, yeah, so basically that's pretty much it. And then obviously maybe if you want to buy a printer, if you want to buy, what else is there? That's it? Like, Yeah, printer, like tape. maybe some supplies, like tape, poly bags for liquids, boxes, brown paper, bubble wrap is all free because you're ordering yeah. online. But uh, so yeah, let's it's, call it, it's let's a call really it, low startup cost. I'd say $250. 200. I'd say $300. Yeah, let's say on average $300. Again, name another business that you oh, can but this start. Is actually, the question... Oh, sorry. But the question was monthly costs. But but th that's what it is. Mm -hmm. At least to start out, it's like about 300 no, but, but the printer... Yeah. Oh, so yeah, monthly is like, let's say, uh, what, 150 Well, because we pay for a repricer and a profit calculator now, so that adds a little bit of money. Yeah, um, but I wasn't... I was talking about simply plus, like starting oh, okay. the business. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, after you yeah, go... Yeah, 180 160 Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... And then after, if you use a prep center, then you have to pay for that as well. Yeah. And VAs, if you hire someone, you have to pay them, of course. Yeah. But the ones that you need, it's really, really inexpensive to start. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Name, like, again, name another place that or another business that you can start for such a low. You can't start a, a restaurant for that price. You can't start a physical store for that price. Like you, yeah. you can't start your, I don't think yeah. even Shopify because you have to. There's advertising, and marketing, and that's yeah. expensive actually. I've heard. Yeah. So as, as a person who has a Shopify business, let me tell you, it is not. Yeah. Cheap. How much were your, over, uh, how much was your overhead? 250, 300. Okay. Okay. But you see, like I did the drop shipping. So a lot of the things weren't mm. so mm. yeah, in my hands, but. For people who have the facilities at home or that by the paper, etc., it could add up especially. So, and like Chris said, the biggest expense is actually marketing. So, yeah, if you include that or because the overhead it adds up to probably like nine hundred thousand dollars and even if you guys go on like Alibaba and you look at like what potential products you can sell on Shopify or private label, um they like you have to spend like two k minimum usually, or like it says you have to buy five hundred pieces minimum. So it's like, it, with amazon you can literally buy one product send it in and just see yeah, how it buy goes one unit. <laughs> like if you yeah. don't trust us and you're like they're lying to me guys just open the account you can open an individual account which is free by the way you pay one dollar oh, yeah. for sale 
Yeah. You can find products for free. Check out my YouTube video that, that shows you how to do that. Use Keepa. That's the one thing you'll pay for. So about 20 bucks per month. And just buy one product and see how it goes. And like, th- th- you can't lose in that situation. <laughs> as long as you follow proper guidelines, like you'll you'll make sales, you know? Yeah. If you don't, don't be afraid. That, try one product. Don't be afraid. Like, try to find a way to break that barrier of you being afraid to spend some money. Is- like, you're not... Yes, you're investing in a business, but also you're investing in yourself. You're gambling on your mm-hmm. abilities. So, yeah, yeah. if you I'll believe in yourself, then in you yourself. can gamble. You yeah. can gamble yeah. a lot more. Even if you believe, you have no choice about that. Like, uh, you have no choice. You will be broke. You will die broke. <laughs> the government won't come save you. So, either you do something easy like Amazon or you stay on the streets. Because, especially today or last week was July 1st, you had, no, no. Guys, there was 700 people on the street while at home. That's so sad. There was what? Yeah, 700 you... people while. Yeah, people like, while at home um... on July 1st. That's so mean. Oh, really? Yeah, because you couldn't afford to buy a home. Wow. Because because they had to move out. Yeah, they had to move out to clarify something somewhere That's else to stay. So fucking sad. Shit. So, and these numbers are only going to go up as prices go up. So you either. Really Invest in yourself, find something that you're able to keep your cost of living going higher, or you you end up on the street. And this is like a warning because it's not it's not a joke anymore. It's not yeah, you're gonna end up on the street. It's you're gonna end up on the street, you're gonna fucking die alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, what what watch is that? <laughs> Me, uh Omega, but I got a I got an orange band to be a sexy. Oh, okay, okay, it's sick. Thank me. I got yeah. a gold case for my Apple Watch. Oh, yeah, where is it? Apple Watch. Hmm. I need to buy a watch. Yeah, watch. I had to flex yeah. for the podcast. Yeah. No, I'm joking. But, um, okay, are we ready for <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. It was $30 on Amazon. So it's not that much of a flex. <laughs> but, anyways, um, okay, so question number two. <laughs> um, how much time do you spend on your Amazon business daily when you first start building it? I'll answer what I think. So when I first started, I were I was working full time. And what I would do is like every morning, I would go check my products. I would like look through my searches. I would say maybe like two, three hours a day, but not every day. I don't know. Maybe a couple of days a week, two, three hours a day. That's yeah. what I would say. Maybe I, 20 hours a week. I think it adds, yeah, I think there you go. I think it adds 10, 10 to 20 hours, I think. I think for me, at the beginning, I was doing what, 20 to 25 hours. Yeah. Now I'm probably doing 10 to 15. It all depends mm-hmm. on like how aggressive you want to be. But I think people have to think about like having an extra part-time job at the beginning. And then afterwards, with you being able to outsource a lot of the, a lot of the time, it isn't uh, consumed on useless things. I think a lot of the time, what takes up the most time is just packaging and like, doing the boxes. I think for me, that was probably... Uh, once you delegate that, like, trust me... Your life is gonna be beautiful. <laughs> I, I I gotta get on that ASAP. For me, I, I just want to give my answer. Like I I said before, I was obsessed. So I don't know if uh, it's a good example, but I I would I was spending like all my days pretty much on it. So I don't know. It depends on your goals too, because you don't need to do that. You mm-hmm. don't need. You could do twenty. You can do. I think there is a, a minimum though. Like you can't just spend an hour a day on it. I, uh, because if there's yeah. if you're spending an hour a day on it and then there was people like I was who are spending their entire day on it, then they'll like they'll get it done and you won't. But you know what? Like 
Charles learned from a coach. So Charles didn't have to do as much like research as you. And oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. And, but me, I'm not even like, talking about and me too. Like I learned a bit easier because you helped me with like you sent your shipment a week before mine. So you were able to help me with it. So mm-hmm. me and Charles have, have that advantage, you know? <laughs> yeah, of yeah, course, if you have a coach, it cuts the learning process. Yeah, yeah. So it saves your time. Yeah. Like I, well, I see it. Put your course down below, bro. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, of course, 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 course down below but no I, I was just saying like yeah of course if you have a coach you'll save time but um, what was I saying no the minimum no. yeah there is a minimum there is a minimum you can't spend an hour I a day like, I, I, I always some people when they tell me I only have an hour a day I tell them no probably don't start it because it's it's like doable but you're pushing it on an hour like it's gonna take you so long to to scale your business yeah. if you're only Im- Im- a little bit. yeah imagine starting a new job and they only train you for and like it's a it's a big job you know it's not a small like easy job and you only get trained an hour a day five times a week versus someone who's getting trained eight hours a day five times a week yeah, yeah it'll, it would take you months to master how to even find products yeah exactly so, so yeah it's not really doable um i agree so yeah so try to spend as much time on it so if you love it or better. pay what? pay for learning because for me no pay for the learning because for me like i took my course with, with chris and for me it cut my learning curve in half because a lot of the things that were supposed to be hard were easy or easier because i had the information so yeah Essentially, for me, what took the most time was sourcing. And sometimes you can't force the system to find products for you, so you just end up waiting at the end of the day. So, essentially, if you're able to delegate a lot of the tasks, it comes down to a portion where you're just able to focus on your core competencies and basically breaks down to sourcing or packaging once you're able to do or outsource both. Then it's for you to just do... Well, even repricing is available for resourcing uh, Mm -hmm. for automation as well, so... It really depends on how quickly you want to automate and how many hours you have to give, but minimum at least 10 to 15 hours. Minimum. I agree. Yeah. If you have a lot of money and the capabilities, you can reduce the time that you have to spend on the business. But if you don't have a lot of money, then you'll need to put the time in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, okay. Are we ready for question three? So mm-hmm. yeah. any Amazon categories to generally stay away from selling OA? My answer to this would be like, just look for products and whatever you find, sell it. <laughs> well, I'll say this: clothing, clothing is one to get away from. Oh, because of the well, freaking anything. variations! Oh my but, god! Yeah, but the that's variations. What's, yeah, th- that's what's funny. Some people, me too. I would say clothing, but then I've met a lot of people who have a lot of success with. Clothing, yeah, me too. So. I see people talking oh, about yeah, clo- well. selling clothing and books mm-hmm. too. Like I've never sold books, and it's not even because I'm against books. I just haven't found any profitable yeah i don't think yeah. there's bad <laughs> categories i think just try all the categories and then you'll figure out literally just yeah. for you because again like we said for me clothing doesn't work but for some other people clothing works and that, that's it so yeah I, I don't think there's a bad category maybe maybe in the beginning like things that are dangerous obviously but that's not in, in a given oh, category yeah, yeah. but uh if yeah. you guys had to choose your like top three categories what would they be that you're mostly selling in or that you like um, I'll go because I got it. Um, beauty and personal care, toys, shit. I want to say food, but it's not possible. So I'll say tools and uh, home improvement, tools and construction. 
Yeah, both free, especially whoo, if you got real estate. <laughs> the... Don't come for me. Don't come for me. <laughs> Yeah, me yeah. too. I think me too. It's the same thing, but I would maybe swap tools and home improvement just because I don't know why I haven't been selling many of those recently to maybe home. I don't know. Yeah, I like health and personal care along with the the ones you guys already named. Yeah. And it's not because I specifically chose these. Well, actually, I'm a little bit biased because of the beauty category because I've I've gone out of my way to find more beauty products because I, I know beauty products. I know what price points they're at. Yo. So like I have Yo. the control. In- margin, margin, margins are there though. Facts. The margins and people, of the beauty industry. Women will bro, spend yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we were at so boom. Oh. So me and Sasha were at Sephora. I made Chris come and- to Sephora with me and he's like they're yeah. scamming you sasha what are you doing bro, i'm standing there and i'm looking at all these girls and i'm like yo sephora is finessing the shit out of all of these girls and they're happy to be get to, like to be getting finessed bro they don't care like they're enjoying it like sasha was like oh yeah i'm gonna spend a hundred dollars for like this little bottle that's yeah. gonna last like a week you know and i was like yo what the fuck are you doing right now <laughs> like <laughs> And and yo, so girls, yeah, beauty is is lit as fuck because uh, like it's girls that are buying, mm-hmm. and yeah, these companies have convinced girls to like go all out. So, Facts. yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about the pet category. Holy shit, how did I forget? Oh, pet is pet is fire. I like pet too. The pet yeah, category pet, pet fire. when I be, when but I first started because like you don't what have. What I like about pet? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, there you go. No, just that you, there's no restrictions for pets for most pet stuff in the beginning. So if you guys are just starting out, you have no brand approvals like pet pet uh, pet supplies, pets and pet supplies, or pet food and pet supplies. Mm-hmm. It's a very very good category to start with because it's like it's like replenishables. Because pe- people always say that groceries are replenishables. Pet food is technically groceries, but for cats. Yeah. And for but pets. there's no but there's no restriction. Oh, sorry. Yeah, for pets, but there's no. <laughs> <laughs> but there but there's no restrictions for pet for pets whereas there's restrictions for groceries so it's a really good place yeah. for beginners what were you going to say about, about uh, the toy the pet category no i was about to say i think that for pets i think that the story is like story kit for everybody new but the pet peeve i have is that people get so new that i maybe i'm wrong maybe you guys have a different they thing but i think people thing? are so Oh my God! They're so addicted to the notification yeah. that they don't look at the profits. It's I'm because like, like how the hell? A lot of really fast-selling products typically they're gonna have a lot of competition on them, and so what will like especially replenishables. Margins. Yeah, so what will happen is the margins are lower and then people will continue to lower the price because they're like at a price war and then the listing gets tanked because of that. But it's because there's so many people trying to sell that product, and. I guess the best advice I could give for beginners at least is stay away from listings that have like way too much competition because it's gonna it's yeah. gonna turn into a price war for you. Or just don't lower the price by one cent, guys. There's videos on YouTube that tells you to do that. Don't do it. Just match the the lowest price. That's, that's or if you are a patient person and you're a person and you're playing it long term, you could go for those products that don't make a lot of margins in the beginning, just so that at least you can get ratings um and increase yeah. your product reviews well what i find with a lot of like a lot of my students that i work with i find that like the products that are a little bit less popular and have a bit less competition those ones they have a lot less stress with because nobody's fighting to to lower yeah them. of course of course mm-hmm. but that's, you also get less that's kind sales. of the sweet spot yeah you get less sales for sure but that's kind of the sweet spot for when you have yeah, no yeah, reviews yeah at least is, is that balance yeah yeah exactly. yeah um all right so 
Next question. There's someone who asked, um, is there an age to start this business? And if uh, I don't think I had there Googled is, unless... it. Yeah. I th- I had Googled it 18. and some blog posts said 18, but then they said like, if your parents yeah. sign for you, they can do it if they're, lo- if they're younger. I'm but... sure I've seen kids that are younger than 18 do this. And I think, do you even need a driver's license? Because I know they check. You I need passport, per- yeah, passport permanent residence or drivers. So yeah, technically they could, up- they could upload their passport. But from what I understood from the, because right, I did some research because somebody also asked me that question and, um, they it's i saw some blog posts saying 18 but i'm still unsure so uh maybe I i'll think do drivers li- as if you have a driver's license you're good i don't think there's an age oh let's look into it because i'm not sure but yeah honestly like I if you're below 18, 18 just go try to make an account guys <laughs> and if it doesn't yeah. work then i'm sorry <laughs> um yeah. okay this question here it says for for online arbitrage do you use inventory labs or seller toolkit to keep track of your inventory. I believe this person's from Montreal. So so inventory labs does not work in Canada for anyone from Canada. Unfortunately, we don't mm-hmm. we do not have access to it. But we use Sellerboard. Um Charles, do you use Sellerboard yet or not yeah. yet? Okay, yeah. beautiful. It's a perfect software. It's it's inexpensive. It does the job. You can see on your um phone every single day there's an app. It will tell you how much profit you're making every for every single sale. What's your ROI? Um what else does it do? Yeah, it gives you a profit and loss sheets. You yeah. can put your expenses in there. And also what I love about it is the restocking feature. Like that's oh, what I yeah. used to Oh yeah, it reminds you. Products. Yeah. Whenever I'm restocking me too, I'll go on the restock page and I that's me too. I use that as well when I'm restocking. Yeah. Um last question that I have about Amazon at least is um is it okay to start online arbitrage without having any Amazon fulfillment center in my country? Well, so I'm not 100% sure what they mean, but I think what they mean is that there's no fulfillment center in their country, but they can just get a prep center from like, you can just have a prep, like, let's just say, oh, you want, okay. like, let's just say you live in a country that doesn't have a fulfillment center in that country. You can sell an Amazon from any country, as far as I'm aware. Um, like Chris was saying, the person he spoke to was from Pakistan and he's selling in the US, right? Yeah, selling in the U.S., buying in the U.S. So yes, he has a prep yeah. center in the so U.S. Yeah, so you can get a prep center to handle the logistics for you. So they'll receive your products for you, send them to Amazon for you. You're basic. You basically just need to purchase those items. Um, you have to figure out how to do that from your country, but it's definitely possible to sell in another country. You just need a prep center, pretty much. I think they're asking what was the question. Uh, they said. Yeah, maybe I didn't understand the question. Is it okay to start online arbitrage without having any Amazon fulfillment center in my country? So yeah, like you can start it, but you need a prep center, unfortunately. No, you need to sell it. No, no, no. He's not asking for prep center. He's asking for a fulfillment by like yeah, a he's warehouse. Saying that, yeah, but he's saying there's no fulfillment center in his country. So he can't send to, to a fulfillment center. In his country. Yeah. yeah. But so, so he, he can sell it in another yeah, country. Yeah, with a prep center. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> No, because you're talking about prep centers. He's yeah, talking we about need prep center to send it to yeah, the but I'm center. saying I'm saying you can't you can sell if you if you're from Canada, <laughs> but, yeah, and you want to sell in the U.S. or like some somewhere further away if you're from Germany or something and you want to sell in the U.S. You can't like you, in order for you. But to he, sell in the is US, he not asking if he can sell in his own country? Oh, maybe. Is it okay to start online arbitrage without having any Amazon fulfillment center in my country? Okay, so that to to okay, let's re-answer the yeah, question. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you can to... start selling on Amazon, but if it's not available in your country, you need to sell in a different country. And in order That's to right. do that, mm-hmm. you need a prep center. I think that yeah. answers the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, hope. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I think we. Yeah, we yeah. murdered that question. But anyways, um, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> That's all the questions I had for. Actually, no, I had one more question that was about repricing. They said like, what are your repricing strategies? Um, just get people. Mm. If you don't want to pay for a repricer, use Amazon's free repricer. Um, uh, that 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 repricer is a bit trash because it never is going to bring you back up. Yeah, it doesn't um, have as many rules. But I think as a beginner, when you're first starting, yeah, as a beginner, it's sure better than nothing. I think it's better yeah. than nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then strategies uh, set a minimum price that is at least I don't know ten percent ROI for you, and then set a maximum price that's not too high, like a maximum price that has been known to at least get a buy box. Yeah, go so, look at the Keepa and see what yeah, the go look price at the Keepa, at, and then you can put that as your max price. Exactly, and then after that, play with the rules for it to match the FBA sellers. Yeah, don't tank listings. Please do not put it one cent below. <laughs> match the price to make it nice for everybody. Otherwise, you're ruin- like you're not only ruining opportunities for everyone else, you're also ruining them for yourself. So don't do that, please. <laughs> um, I think that's all I had for Amazon questions. Did you guys, you said... Um, Charles, you had one, uh, how do you scale your business, I think? Yeah. Yeah, how to scale your business. So I'll let you guys. I'll take that. Oh. Let's, let take, let's, let's let Chris take this one. Because he, so, he's the master of this. But, but wait, wait, I need to put a caveat. Like, how do you scale it, but how do you automate it as well throughout the entire process? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think so, once you start automating it, that's the first step to scaling it. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, Chris. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... We've talked a lot about these things already. Prep center is the, the big one to start with. I think getting a prep center is the first task that you should be looking to get rid of because no one's trying to do warehouse work um, unless you want to get your own warehouse. And it's just that, a lot of, it's a, it's a long, like time consuming yeah, yeah, amount of it's, work it's, that you could yeah. be spending doing something else that will make you more money. Exactly. So once you have the money, get a prep center. That's step one. And then once you have, okay, no, which one comes first? I guess, okay, these are not in a particular order from this point on, but if you have a lot of different products and it's taking you, yeah, a long time to price those products, get a repricer immediately. For me, for Um, someone that's not good at math and calculating profit, getting seller board changed my life. I just have to put that in there. Uh, so oh yeah seller board seller board i got seller board like four months into my business because i couldn't take calculating it myself anymore and i was like i was going actually insane and um so yeah Yeah. like that would that that saved me a lot of time okay so yeah so so be cool was the repricer that was for the pricing and then seller board if inventory tracking calculating yeah everything that has to do with your inventory and then after you can get a va if you're if you need help sourcing and finding products yeah Charla, i i got you for this one but uh yeah yeah, so so vas is probably the hardest thing to do out of all these things uh to get a va not to find one but to hire a competent one and to train them and to make sure they're doing everything correctly that's the hardest part but it's also one of the best things that you could do because you can pay someone to essentially run certain aspects of your business for you and so i feel like yeah that's that's pretty much how you scale a a business yeah that's how you can start like because because basically you're taking away the super like like admin work the type of work that's like 
not like you're not really making money while you're you know yeah. Yeah, in a yeah. box so you're taking away that time consuming admin work and like warehouse work and stuff like that to focus on finding more products or whatever task you you find is like for me personally like once i started using a prep center seller board be cool so i had all of those tasks like delegated and my main focus i still do all of my sourcing myself and my um uh, like purchasing products and but i'm able to 100 focus on that and my mom helps me with some tasks i pay her to help me with like small tasks but um i still do sourcing myself and so I, if i'm able to put all of my energy into just sourcing like that's the the quality of my products is my main focus and i think that's what makes i don't know like i i like that about my business because i'm like i focus 100 on that and i'm able to instead of packing a box which i hated doing <laughs> Yeah, and then once you have all your systems in place, the next thing is just capital. You need money. You need money That's to buy inventory. Money, like f- throw money into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so money will scale your business because the more you spend on inventory, the more chances you have of making more profits. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. And I want to emphasize about um a prep center. So because so when I first started, like we both got a prep center. You, you got a prep center a little bit before me, Chris, but... um um the last shipment that i sent myself i remember it was like like i had done three shipments back to back that were like 200 to 300 units and that's when i was at the point where i was like i cannot do this anymore because i'm going to kill someone like it was i just like for me personally that was my least favorite task so it would drive me crazy having to pack that many units and i didn't have always small tiny products i had bigger products sometimes that were like like imagine lifting 10 boxes also back in the day i didn't know that ups pickups were free so i used to bring them in my car break my back lift them into the ups store and imagine bringing 10 boxes at a time me and chris like i used to help you do it too and it was just like that was a lot of like that was a lot of work and so sometimes i would like subconsciously not buy a lot of products because i was like i don't want to deal with this i don't want to send this product because it's huge or like something that's awkwardly shaped i was like i'm not dealing with this and so Mm -hmm. like it kind of like limited me from making extra profit or buying certain products because I was just like, I don't want to have to ship this myself. And so the, I'm not joking. The day I got a prep center, I was sending anything. <laughs> like I was sending anything yeah, I could find. Yeah, because you don't care anymore. And I went from like sending 200, 300 units per shipment to like, I don't even know how much because I don't know. But like I was able to, to purchase so much more, so many more units. I think I maybe like mm-hmm. 600 units per month or something. I don't remember. I'd have to check, but um, that, that was the biggest, like, like way that I actually saw my business scale up. It was getting a prep center. Like that significantly allowed me to send so much more inventory because I just physically did not have to do it anymore. <laughs> and that really helped. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's all the questions I have for Amazon. Chris, do you have any? Oh no, we we answered everything Amazon, right? Yeah. Well. All yeah. right. So let's yeah. move on. Yeah. What are the other questions? Okay, well, let me ones? get into these relationship questions. Let's go. Hold on, hold, on. hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought that was finished. I don't know if I like. I okay. So. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. We'll start with the juicier one. <laughs> Ways to talk about your finances with your partner. And I'm going to let you guys answer this question first. And then I'm going to give my take. Wait, can you repeat that? Way to talk about yeah. finances with your yeah, partner. Yeah, way to... Oh, wait exactly. To Ways to talk about finances with your partner. 
Sasha, do you want to go? Well, I don't know because it's really weird because like I think I feel like uh, I don't know. Like I think you have to have that like as a topic that you talk about from early on because like for me there was never a moment where like i sat down and i was like we need to talk about finances you know it was just like it was always so yeah we're not there yet i think (laughs) it's just like (laughs) no but it's always something that like we've talked about because we have goals to like we have we have very similar Mm -hmm. goals so i think that it's always been something that we've like mutually discussed and like we know where like we know where we want to be in terms of finance we like we have very similar goals so that like that's always been a topic of discussion naturally I guess so I think I feel like it'd be really weird to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't have the same goals so I don't know like it's really hard for me to answer this question because like for us it came so naturally so I don't know how to answer this to be honest um I don't know if this is relevant, but for us, like me, I don't spend a lot of money and Sasha spends a lot of money. So I kind of, (laughs) no, but I kind of like taught her how to spend less money, but she's also helped me like be more okay with spending my money as well. Yeah. So it sort of balances out, but in terms of talking about it, like ways to talk about it, depends how serious it is. If, hmm. Just make it a natural topic that you like if you make it a natural thing that you guys talk about your goals yeah. and like and like that's something that you just naturally talk about it's not going to be a big deal because like for me like thinking of this question i'm like i've never had to second I ne- i've never had to think like oh my god how am i going to talk to chris about finances like it, that's just naturally been there so i think if you make it something that's like like from day one you guys always kind of openly talk about that i think that's important and it will take the stress or pressure off um yeah i don't know that's that's the best advice i guess i could give (laughs) Charles, could your girl make more money than you no but i was about to say that's (laughs) why it goes in (laughs) i didn't want to say it like that but that's why it goes into it because i've been the dude in relationship that wasn't making the most money and now like in a situation where like my assets and like where i want to go and my finances is extremely important to me Mm -hmm. so when you're in a situation where you don't have the money or money isn't a priority in your life, you not you don't have the tendency to make it up. You'll just go with the flow and then until like Chris said, until it gets serious and then you're like, okay, well this is what I have. Or you have like indicators that like it's a topic of conversation. But I think for me, even if I didn't have all the assets I had, but I had the mindset for me, establishing expectations right away, I think it's yeah, important. I think that from beginning, for me, I always tell myself, well, if I were to be single, like for me, if I go on a date with someone, it's not a date, it's an interview. Like, I'll, we'll have a good time. But I'll, <laughs> I'll interview you all. I'll tell you what it is. Because especially if you have specific goals in mind and how your money is being spent and will be spent, you can't go in a relationship with someone who doesn't see it or doesn't approve of those ha- habits as well. So I think mm-hmm. that be upfront earlier on first date second date i'm not saying that you need to have your whole financial plan your pnl set out essentially but essentially if you're on the same page financially or say this is my goal this is what i want to do do you fuck with it or not i think that gives you a good indication and for me even if you're not like chris said if you're not dating someone who doesn't have the financial literacy or doesn't have the same mindset as you right away at least looking to find someone who is compatible enough to say I'm willing to learn or I'm willing to, yeah, willing to work people on who it, are yeah. yeah yeah 
at the end of the day, self-awareness is sexy. I think people who will tell you, I don't fuck with this shit, you know, mm-hmm. you'll do what you want with it. But for me, I, at least I know that having somebody who is flexible enough or has the mental capacity to change a habit into something positive, at least I think that's a great indication of what the future holds for that person and the finances as well. So it varies. And I think one, at least one, ideally both, but at least one of you and maybe even ideally the guy uh, should be good or like very good at communicating and making his ideas clear and not imposing his ideas, but just being able to communicate how, yeah, like lead the thing, you know? Because, no, go ahead, go. No, I was about to say game changer. Like, if men are able to communicate for me, at least I was a poor communicator. I think we're such a culture where we're, you think, I feel, I feel, I feel, you communicate what you, oh, shit, I want to say, you communicate what you're feeling, but that's not a tendency that gives you positive outcomes. If you're able to communicate in a concise way that gives the impression that you want to listen, but also you make your point clear enough that saying that that's what I want to do, this is how it's going to be. I think it gives you more positive results than just speak when you're emotional and then not mm-hmm. being clear with your communication skills as well. Yeah. Thanks. Why are you laughing? Why are you guys throwing shots at me? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. In our in our relationship, and that's why I said it. It's because I'm Sasha. <laughs> why are you guys exposing it, me? Oh my god! It's better now, but she was horrible at community. Yeah, yeah. I I won't even lie. It's true. Yeah. And but, but I'm elite, bro. Like I'm not even gonna cap. Like, bro. I yeah. <laughs> nah, bro. Like in terms of communicating, I'll tell you what it is. And okay, but I'll bro. tell it. I'll, I'll I'll tell it in a good way too. It's not like I'm mean about it, but. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I feel I like the guy has to to be good at communicating. Because I'm I'm thinking of the opposite way. If the girl is good at communicating, but the guy isn't, I feel like the relationship could go south way quicker. Because me, yeah, yeah. But I've always the, been bad at communication, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and you're doing well. It's a now. skill. Yeah. It's a skill, and like I think that especially yeah, as a man, if you're able to control your emotions, but that's be why that's assertive. why, yeah, why. be assertive with what you say. Um, when I tell you doors open up and like possibilities are endless, it's uh, yeah. it's a game changer, but it's a skill that you have to learn and mastering your emotions to like because you know, I think sometimes you get so in the heat of the moment that you'll just say anything, but sometimes, sometimes think of what you're going to say. And being able to calculate, not I want to say calculate, but you'll be able to analyze the situation and determine what is appropriate or not. I think, you know, you might not say what you want to say right away, but you're playing chess when your communication skills are on point also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the most emotional person ever, so... <laughs> but it's okay like I think like it, I think that like I've grown a lot um because I used to be way more emotional too I think I've started being a little bit more like not letting my emotions cloud my judgment and stuff so yeah but I think it's important like I, th- I think some people would disagree but I think it's important or like at least in our society like a man who knows 
what he wants to do I think for for a girl that's very attractive and like to have that dynamic of like a guy who knows where he's going and then to have the girl also like support him and everything I think that's like a very I guess popular dynamic or like that's what I don't know but like I think in general if there's a guy who has literally no direction in his life and I don't know that's just not attractive (laughs) and it's weird because you can be you can be a good communicator with some people and then with some people you aren't as good as communicate uh, communicating. That's really so true. With That's Sasha, I'm really yeah. good, but with some other people, even like sometimes family members, I'm not even that good at communicating. So it's strange how you can be very good with certain people and then awful with other people. Yeah, but it's yeah. like it goes down to like I guess compatibility, like how your personality yeah, blend together, and like yeah, everyone's personalities are slightly different you know so mm-hmm. yeah you know and i'll just give a comment to what sasha said because i think that if especially like guys if you want like to separate yourself from different people or different men etc having direction is probably the best thing you could do i'm not saying you need to have 100 m's in the bank account but at least having a plan to say this is where i am this is what i want to be and like we said before don't give the whole blueprint give a couple gems accomplish those goals and afterwards they just place in your favor yeah. i think a lot of people especially in the society who lack direction i think so many people are, go with the flow so if you're able to say this is my plan this is what i'm working for and this is what i'm working towards you automatically separate yourself from the pack and if you're able to actually fulfill those accomplishments it just brings out better options in life than if you weren't able to do those yeah wait i have a question would you guys be able to be i guess chris already asked this question but like if if you were in a relationship where the girl is like leading the relationship like would that drive you crazy no 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 time no time (laughs) been there done that been there done that no way i've never been in that situation but i don't feel like i could be in that situation yeah i don't think chris would even allow it to happen so (laughs) yeah it wouldn't happen and i think that like once you figure out like where you want to go yeah it's just like i don't want to say it's my way the highway but like for me i like the last few years i've been really selective like who i accept in my life so yeah essentially if you want to if well, i'm in a relationship now but before like i don't mind being single until like i find the person who's actually able to comp- be mm-hmm. compatible with what i want you know yeah, like like exactly. Kristen, before i've been uh I mean, it's a situation where you're like, oh, if you look good, we'll make it work, this and that. Now it's like, yo, the looks aren't even enough. You have to bring. Da, 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 da. Yeah, there's a lot more that people can bring to a relationship. Yeah. Okay, my next question. Um, What if I became like super famous and I popped off on YouTube and I was like super rich? Like if that happened to your girlfriend, what would you do? <laughs> and, you're st- and you're broke, like you're still broke. It's going to go. It's. It wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't work, I don't think. Because would you even want it to work? Like, would you? I don't even... know. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, would it be the girl that would be like, oh, my boyfriend's still exactly. a bum and I'm popping yeah, like, off? Like, yeah. let me go to LA. Yeah. My yeah, boyfriend's yeah. a loser. Or like. I think the only time it would girl. work is if the guy, no, if, is if the guy you, if that happens, is if you know that the guy also is going somewhere and like also has ambitions and is also trying yeah. to get there, but isn't there just yet. I think that's possible. But yeah, if you're dating like a loser or something and then you but pop off see, i agree with you last. yeah i agree to it maybe such a maybe coming like a few months perspective but i think girls have like a limit of like what they're willing to accept like if you could be on oh, your yeah, way yeah, yeah. but like, oh, yeah, say, there's definitely if, a if you have the yeah, same yeah. business plan for like two years they like no, no. i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it 
No, and for then, sure. For I mean, sure. Like, it's the DMs. You know, like I think that like you have to be on like your purpose, but also like show results because I think yeah. that yeah, especially if you have a girl that's like attractive, like you can't fuck up that shit. Like mm. either you come prepare correct at the beginning, or you mm-hmm. stay single, you work on your shit until you are able to select what you want and then go go like that. Yeah. Nice. Um, but you know what? Like, like uh, all the time, people say like the key to like a successful relationship is making sure that you're at the same level in terms of like i guess like wanting like maybe not the yeah basically wanting to have a better life and stuff like you're both on the same like level of like i want to improve my life and for example like i don't know if you guys can think of people who became famous overnight and stuff and like they left their friends behind you know because they're like oh shit i have fame let me go be with famous people so it's like it's so hard to be with somebody who's not on the same level as you because like mm-hmm. i don't like it, it sounds really depressing and part of me would be like oh that like that wouldn't happen but it's true like if somebody's not on the same level as you or like you're bought and both not working towards the same goals or like you're way ahead of somebody it's like mm-hmm. you would feel like that person's dragging you down in a way i think that's what would end up happening that's so sad to think about but i mm-hmm. think that's what would end up happening i agree with you but this is the I think this is what we get, like, the nuance. I think, like, people say, not my level, but they're down here expecting this shit, like, to, like, be, like, a, like an elevator right up. You know, like, I think it's, or there's a beauty in two people having this, a similar level and, like, both wanting a better outcome for life and yeah. steadily growing at a bigger pace. But I think that it's such in a society where it's, like, result-based. It's, like, you have to be here. I'm down here. You'll bring me here. And then every time you, you go up, I'll go up to and vice versa. So I think that, like you said, if you're able to be surrounded around people or be in a relationship where there's a common goal in place. Yeah, as long as you have the same goals people, and the same, yeah. like like you both want to end up in the same place or like somewhat be in that same path. Like, because mm-hmm. how can you want a certain type of life and the other person doesn't want that life? How can you realistically be together? And if, I'm not. it doesn't even have to be like a self-improvement life. It could be like, any type of life you know but it's like if that person doesn't have the same like the same goals or doesn't want the same things like you realistically you just can't it it wouldn't work yeah it's like us sometimes we talk about it me and sasha we're like yo if i if we weren't together anymore and i had to find a new person i can't date a nine to fiver because that might no no it's not even it's not even like a this or like anything but that might change my whole shit up like uh, it might make me want to go back and get a nine to five you know like so i i can't yeah i I wouldn't be able to to do that so you would have to find someone who who's again on the same values yeah Yeah, but the the same thing but so let's say and we said if the girl is popping off let's say the guy pops off and he becomes famous and his girl is the loser so um, like what do you think it, it it's different or it's yeah. I think it, I think it is different because men are like in our society men are typically seen or like supposed to be above the woman like that's just the way our society was built mm-hmm. or like the man the man is typically the one leading the relationship or making yeah. more money that's just what's normal in our society so I think that it's less weird not weird but like it's like le- like a girl wouldn't yeah. mind as much like a girl, a girl would be very happy to be with a guy well, what about the guy but I'll say this: guys are able to date down. And the guy, happy. the guy is supposed to be the provider in our society. The guy, yeah, yeah, men yeah. are the providers. So, like, for a guy, I don't think he would like. 
he knows i think that i'm just speaking out of what i think you know like i think men would see themselves as oh i'm the provider in this relationship so mm-hmm. even if my girl's not making as much money as me it's like i'm the True. provider so that's okay that dynamic is okay that's what i like that's how i see that's what's normal in our society yeah because no i agree with you i think men are able to be in relationship where the woman has less and be fulfilled in that relationship but i yeah. think women can or certain women have a problem like going down in relationships like if you're used to this lifestyle you have to go up you can't go yeah. down like it's just because women were never the like, providers before like women were never the providers back in the day so it's like it's just still not like that normal i guess i think it is it's way more normal now that like there are women that are providers in their families but it's like a lot less mm-hmm. common so i think that's still something that is like nobody like i don't know people find it weird i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know why but I can understand that it because it's so normalized in our society to have it that way. I get it. Do we have questions still? Yeah, another question. Uh, How many more do we got? I got two more. Well, I got two more that are interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Now we'll end on the two. I oh, think this one. We've gone on for a while. Well, we talked about like lifestyle, etc. So we answered that one. But advice on balancing friends, love life, personal time while being an entrepreneur. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yo. That's a great question. So a couple of months ago, I would have zero answers to this. Yeah. Um, but now I've been talking about this so much, like scheduling your days in advance, bro. <laughs> it's the way, it's the wave. I'm telling you, if you haven't tried it, try it. Because yeah. that's the only way you'll find balance. Because if you don't try to schedule your life and try to take control of your life, you're just going to go wherever it takes you. So the next day, if you're fully focused on your business, then you're not going to make time for anyone else. Um, if that next day you're supposed to go out to party, you're not going to focus on your business. But if you can, the night before, schedule both, and let's say the gym as well, eating, I don't know, whatever it is, then then it, it's possible to, to balance it out. But also some people don't need balance, I think. Even me, sometimes I don't like my life when there's too much balance. Like, I feel like I'm not doing enough when when I'm mm-hmm. too balanced out. I feel like I'm doing too many different things. So I like sometimes when I'm focused, super focused on just my business, for example, because then I get a lot more work done. Whereas mm-hmm. when I'm trying to balance everything out, you know, I, I get maybe three hours of work done on my business and then I have to do everything else. So, but that's my answer is try to schedule your days before and you'll see more balance in your life. Yeah, it'll make more time. Like if you're making sure that you're getting your shit done, it'll make more free time for you to be able to spend time on relationships. And I forget what else you said. Yeah. But like, yeah. yeah. And, and and don't schedule like boring stuff. Schedule like things you actually want to do. Like schedule things that the night before when you're in bed thinking about it, like what do I really actually want to do the next day? And then try to make it... Yeah, like it doesn't have to be a miserable day. Like it, it no, can... no, it's yeah. Change it up, bro. Like do different things on different days. Whatever you feel like doing the next day, if you can sort of put yourself in that position the night before of how you're gonna feel the next day, then you can schedule your days to make them as good as possible. Yeah, yeah and like as an you entrepreneur, like you don't have a schedule made for you. But that's maybe that's why I'm talking too much about this because I never used to schedule my days or anything when I had a job. But now that I'm doing it. I can see how much value it has that even if you do have a job, you should still do this. But you know what? Like the day I quit my job, I remember being like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
because I was like, I don't have like, what am I supposed to do right now? Like, I remember yeah. feeling like slightly like a feeling of being lost because I was just like, mm-hmm. we're so not used to having like blank time. time. Yeah. So it's just like you feel kind of like, wait, what am I supposed to do right now? <laughs> and so I think scheduling and having a routine, especially as an entrepreneur, it like really helps. But like Chris said, like even if you're working a job, schedule in things that you want to do. Yeah. Because if you don't schedule them in and you don't make them a priority, it's not going to happen. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a good answer. Like just prioritize it. No, I, I, it 100%. And I know that like quality time is like boring to like schedule in, but I think it's extremely important to be able to disconnect from your businesses or your side hustles, etc. I think that find things out meaning like my people but also being able to say okay well i'm a sacrifice i'm a delegate two hours to go out with my friends mm-hmm. yeah. and like Chris said, if you're able to just do that and be on task for your things i think that it brings out the balance but i don't have a clear answer because i'm still trying to figure out that balance myself yeah but i think that having a whiteboard having a uh, google task scheduling your, your days i think all those things just allow you to eliminate the inefficiencies you'll have in a day and yeah. really give you more time to be able to spend with your loved ones. And yeah, if you have a partner, also try to schedule it with them. So before you go to sleep, just get on a call or whatever and then try to figure out what your next day, if you're spending it together, what that day is going to be like because you might both want to do different things, get in each other's ways, like do different things at different times so if you can get on the same sort of page the night before yeah and plan out your day together yeah yeah Yeah, and also like oh sorry go go. no no, go go no i was just gonna say like because the question was like um specifically being in a relationship with an entrepreneur right um i think it's also important to like schedule out quality time where like you're not distracted on your business with your partner because i mean honestly because me and chris both have businesses like we're often on our phones like we're often working or like answering dms and stuff like while we're spending time together and like it's not that big of a deal because we both do it and we both have a business but there are some times where i'm just like i don't want any phones you know i'm like i want actual quality time and it's important to like actually like like to not have those distractions and make sure that you that you make make that time a priority because if you never have that time and it's always distracted time, it's just like, that's not the definition of quality time, you know? So I think that's important too, but I think it's easier if you are both doing the same thing, but um, Charles, from your experience, like, do you, do you find it's hard to have um, like, like does does your girlfriend do stuff on the side where she's like, where she's no. So she just works a job basically and then goes home and clocks out. Yeah. So that's harder. I think tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so essentially, like, my girlfriend has, like, her routine. She'll go to the gym, et cetera. But she's really, like, a night to fire. She'll have her routine. She'll do, she'll go to the gym, et cetera, yoga. But in terms of quality time, I'm the one who has to pick up the phone as a DM, have to have a sporting call, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Especially having, like, a night to five, I really think that you have to schedule days out there. For me, like, I'll give her a specific day. I'll say, okay, well, Friday is your day, and then afterwards, whatever you want to do, quality times will have like a couple hours and then i'll make sure i delegate all my things before i'll do them before or afterwards but i think it's important to like nurture your relationship and actually make it feel like a relationship because i think sometimes and i got the habit of like telling her my business problems while mm-hmm. we're spending quality time i think that's also mm-hmm. something that 
not being able to like just like mm. vomit everything that's happening in your life in terms of your business, but also like taking a step back to say, okay, well, let's talk about anything besides anything regarding my business. Because yeah, then it feels and like you're working we... in a way. Yeah, exactly. I never exactly. thought of it. I never so, thought about that. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you're able to like really clock out mentally and also with your phone, I think that yeah. it really gives you the opportunity to like really spend quality time with the person. I think that sometimes we're so on our phones we have instagram this and that that we don't have the time to be in the moment Present, yeah but i think really putting your phone on do not disturb or if it's to look at your phone make sure it's a emergency and then that's it <laughs> or let's say if you go to a restaurant close your phone for the two hours and facts then, facts uh, <laughs> i feel i feel shots <laughs> coming my way <laughs> anyways but, but <laughs> yeah no, we're not gonna... sexually this each other on the pod but yeah for real. yeah you're you're on your phone way more than me so no i'm not what are you talking about no but like chris no but you are chris is able chris is able to like vote fo- like i'm able to answer a dm and like listen to chris a little bit easier than he is the opposite like when he's focused on something he can't hear anything i'm saying whereas me mm-hmm. i'm like i'm able to kind of multitask a little bit easier than him chris yeah. gets really focused on like one thing and so sometimes if i'm talking to him and he's like really focused it's like i'm like why the fuck aren't you listening to me but then i realize okay he's working and i'm like let me i need to remember that he's working right now and he he needs to focus whereas me I'm, my brain is just like my brain can't focus that deeply so <laughs> so i'm kind of always like scattered and just like not you know i'm able to multitask a lot easier yeah. so it depends on the person too but like you just have to like at least from my perspective of like if i ever feel like i'm someone's not being present you have to try to understand are they currently working right now like are they allowed to not be present right now because they're working you know that's like at least from an entrepreneur like scenario but um i think it's important too to like have some moments where like you both shut off your phones and i i think me and chris our problems like we do talk about our, our business problems together a lot but like I don't know it doesn't bother me but I can understand how it how it would still feel like you're working but I don't know for some mm-hmm. reason for me it's like all of my problems come down yeah, it's to just business. the same so it's thing just like, yeah it's like I don't know it's weird now. it's hard to draw the line when yeah it's really both. hard to separate your life from your business uh, like when you're like my my brand my business is becoming like I'm becoming my like my personal brand is my business in a way so it's kind of like it's hard to separate those two you know and I don't know that's a really interesting like that's very interesting it made me think but anyways i think yeah. it's important to clock out some time no, but you see and like that's for me the balance i'm still trying to figure out then it wasn't until like having multiple conversations i realized that like even answering a dm list at the same time but if the like if the roles were returned like reverse i would be like irritated also yeah Sometimes, you'd be like, pissed yeah me too. And the other person's shoes. And like, yeah. that's, that's for me, I probably like stuff like making more like reflection upon that. I think that's probably the biggest like issue I had recently. Really like putting myself in my girlfriend's shoes and saying, okay, well, fuck. If I was an entrepreneur, I'd be fucking annoyed all the time. Yeah. You know, no, sometimes like, I'm with my family and like, I'm, I'm like texting and my mom is like, hello, like, are you there? And I'm like, oh my God. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, cause it's like my phone, it's like, yeah, like- my phone is always on like my like i always have dms coming in there's not a, there's no like yeah. from nine to five i'm getting dms i'm getting dms at any time of the day so it's like and i have i have problems answering my dms sometimes because like sometimes i'll get so overwhelmed with like the amount of like 
things I have to do or comments. And I'm just like, I like sometimes I mentally just need to not look at my DMs for a while because mm-hmm. I'm like, I mentally cannot take this. And that's bad. Like, that's really bad because I'm like, I'm making people think that I'm not there to read their DMs, but it's like, sometimes my brain just can't, I need to shut it off, but it's, yeah. it's so hard to do that because like when it becomes a business, it's so hard to like switch yourself off from your business because you literally can't. So you need a social media manager. I literally need a social yeah. media manager, but also like we the thing is, is boundaries. I like answering DMs like myself. That's the problem. But like, if I were to, if I were to delegate other tasks and have that, like Gary V, for example, he, he controls all of his, his responses and stuff. Like he, that's one thing that he does all himself, like all his tweets and everything, he, all his comments and everything that's Gary V doing it. So I like that. It feels like personal like that. So if I were to ever get a, uh, like a social media, social media manager, it would definitely be for everything else. And that would be the main thing that I focus on. Cause yeah, I, yeah, I like. But I think, I think you guys are gonna reach a point where you have to set boundaries. Cause mm-hmm. I reached that point, you know. Like for me, like I think I was so accessible to people that people never expect my time off. Yeah, it's and true. And that's that's where, especially last year, like I had a Discord channel and like people are gonna give you questions. Like I need this answer right now, and sometimes you feel obligated to give them the answer to that question right away. But yeah. Sometimes some people, if you yeah, have to draw the line, say, I'm closed. Yeah, I'm closed. Yeah. I'll text you on the next business day or mm-hmm. give me time to actually look at my shit. And then yeah. after, but I used to be, I remember one time last year, I went to St. Over. Market was still open technically. I was like working during those days, <laughs> but I didn't really take the time to relax. And I regret saying yeah. that much exactly. and not being really able to like disconnect. So I think sometimes setting boundaries, especially with people went through dms at the end of the day it's not like a disrespect but sometimes you have to put your your personal life in front of your business because well your personal life well your health oh, yeah yeah all this doesn't matter facts i started like um like when i schedule like coachings with students or like free calls or anything or even the gym like and chris as well like he motivated me to do this for the gym but i started not letting people book on weekends for coachings and stuff because and also like the gym like we've been going monday to friday the weekends i'm allowed to not go to the gym and just being able to have like saturday and sunday where like i don't actually like i i still work most of the time like i still do some work some of those some of those days like if i if i want to but it's like i know that i have two days where i don't have to take any calls I have no meetings. I don't need to go to the gym. So I have two free days to do literally whatever I want. And like, just mm-hmm. knowing like it, it it's very helpful. <laughs> like it's very helpful because I used to like take, I used to do anything on any day. And so having a little bit more structure, like that is the one nice thing about a nine to five is that it, it gives you a structure to follow by. And that kind of clears your mind. And so I've started to, to kind of build that myself and it does help a lot. Like it helps to kind of like be able to relax a little bit on the weekends and just to know that I have a little bit more free time on those days. Do we have a final question? No, I think we Yeah, I think those basically are answered questions. everything. Yeah, I think that's okay, cool. Oh wait, okay. We oh, no, this was... oh so... it's so funny. The girl that had that had I had said, Do you have any specific questions? She answered me, but she she actually asked a very similar question. She said, Is it possible to be successful on your business without affecting your relationship and family? That's very interesting too. It definitely nope. is. Oh. <laughs> de- no, 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 wait. Well, it depends well, on the, affecting it, your relationship. Well, I because I, I think it can I think it will affect your family and your relationship, but it's like 
that doesn't mean that it's going to ruin those relationships maybe they'll be I don't There's know. There's going to be differences. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah it depends also the yeah. level of, or what, what they define as success. Like if you're going for your business to be a hundred million dollars, you know, a year business, then yeah, definitely you're going to affect your time with your family. Yeah. yeah. If you're doing something that's more sustainable, let's say 200 K a year or something. Well, I think I find I'm able to have more time with my family than before. No, but, are you listening to what i'm saying oh sorry <laughs> wait what were you saying i'm saying if it's a big ass business that you're trying to build then you're not gonna have time for your family but if it's a normal like good sized business then yeah it's uh, gonna be, you're obviously mm. gonna have more time to spend with your family <laughs> i love you guys but uh i'm just gonna say it, it all depends like we said how deep you want to go in the saddle yeah but uh <laughs> when I say that, <laughs> but uh, I said, how deep you want to go in the saddle? But at the end of the day, I think that, like we said before, having boundaries. But I think that there is going to be resentment from your family members and from your mm-hmm. partner. Yeah. And that's okay because essentially, whether you like it or not, your investments, your your business, etc. If you nurture them, they become a is like a second partner. At the end of the day, it's like especially for me, like having a nine to five and like having like multiple things going on. I see my girlfriend like once a week. I, I see my friends probably like every quarter, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. it's a sacrifice that you need to be able to have sustainable things in place so that you are able to catch up yeah. with them at a later time. And you, yeah, but you can I have a better life later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think Gary V mentioned this as well, that like sometimes you have to have that, sacrifice with them but if they're on the same page and they understand the bigger goal i think it creates less tension than if somebody yeah. completely doesn't understand where you're going and just sees as just sees your investments or your nine to five or your entrepreneurship as a hindrance on your relationship yeah, yeah. and ideally you're trying to provide for them too so yeah you know the, the yeah but here's like... the hack <laughs> Here's the hack. You you take your business profits. You take a small portion. You say, "Let me take you to your restaurant, whatever you want." And then you'll book it. You'll pick the date, and then we'll go. At least it shows your partner that, like you said, you're trying to provide for them, and that at least even though I'm taking time away, like the bigger goal is for everything to go in the yeah exactly streamlined section. Yeah. Yeah, and as long as you set like like we were saying before, as long as you set the expectations in your relationship of like what you're what you want to do with your life and like what your plans are, like if that person doesn't like that, then they that's not the relationship for them, you know. And if you're both if you're both in agreement of like what you want to do with your lives, it helps to have the same goals. But it's like if they understand what you want to do and they're like supporting you, then that's fine, you know. But it's like if they're if they're not supporting you and everything then that just means the relationship is not for you you know like if somebody's mm. really like to the point where they're like no you can't start this business because you can't spend time with me that's a toxic fucking relationship get out of that relationship <laughs> so just like uh, you need to set the you know, the expectations of the relationship before or at least like have conversations about it from the beginning and understand that you are somewhat on the same page or at least that they support you in what you mm-hmm. want to do and if that's the case then there's no reason why it should affect your relationship yeah, interview people you gotta interview <laughs> I, I feel like yeah no, as you get older dates become interviews like it's true. Ass, bro. 
That's Especially true. for me, you better believe I'm have a questionnaire. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, people don't like once you have like businesses or things going on. It's like time is legit money, and I'm yeah. not saying that yeah. I'm not here to have like a good good time or whatever. But I ride for that energy with somebody I have a potential yeah. future with. So instead That's- of having, I'm not like with a talky stage that like, I'm gonna text you and you reply to me two days afterwards. No, 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 no. This, 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 this. If we're on the same page, or if we see life in a similar way, then even better. But yeah. sometimes I think that a lot of people try to play games, and some people are like too old to be playing games. So yeah, at this point in our lives, like that's that's not an option. Like games are not an option anymore. <laughs> Late twenties. Yeah, you'd be surprised. There's people in their thirties playing games. Bro. Yeah, bro. I can't even imagine that. Like that's no. fucking sad. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm retired, bro. You know, and for people who, I for people who want like the purpose, yeah, yeah, my jersey in the Raptors. Yeah, but <laughs> for people who are on their purpose, well, I'll say this for guys because girls is different, but stay single as long as you can, and then work until you have something to show, and at least you take out a lot of the bad options. Because I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. once they see you're serious, they'll just eliminate themselves from the potential pool. Yeah. I think that the more you're able to have for yourself, the more confidence you're able to build, it's easier to weed out the people who are adapted just by having a simple conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Guys, I just realized I never introed the pod. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I guess not. Do it I, guess, I don't do think it I did. Yeah. Okay, we wait. Like, guys, <laughs> welcome back to the 11th episode of the Untold Gems podcast. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing. We're actually done with the episode now. So, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Leave some comments down below. Share your thoughts. Thanks for watching. Yeah, let us know if you, Um, like, if you're you're a male, let us know if you would be able to have a girlfriend that makes more money than you. I'm interested to know. Okay, yeah. Like, what's your opinion on on that? Okay, but not make more. Can you have a woman provide for you? I think that's... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Like, can your well, put, can your partner be the provider? Ooh, I'm gonna put on my story tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be talking tomorrow. All right, see you guys next week. Right. Bye, guys.